For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Patrick Weider, back for another episode of the Big Ten Football Show. We're back to the special episode of the Big Ten Football Show. It is Big Ten Realignment Talk. With me today to discuss this is my guy B-Way and my guy CJ Frederick. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Doing real well. Doing Excited well. about the Big Ten. I think Brandon foreshadowed this when he, when he said he didn't believe in West Coast football. So now instead of having West Coast football, just bring West Coast football to the to the Big Ten. Let's go. They know what's good for them, man. They know what's good for them. Come over here, try to get our players a little bit, take our money. It all works out for them. Okay. I, I, in this episode of the Big Ten Football Show, guys, we will discuss USC and UCLA. They're joining the Big Ten. Oh, my Lord. I don't know if the Pac-12 is going to make it. Uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, what's next for college football. So – talk about that all right so first i'm gonna throw some information uh, i'll throw some stuff at you guys and then you guys tell me what you think and i got some questions to discuss when usc and ucla joined the big 10 in 2024 so they got two more seasons of the regular big 10 and then they'll join um they're saying the big 10 will be at 16 teams that's exactly where texas and oklahoma will be when they join that's what the sec will be when they get texas and oklahoma now they won't join to 2025 so USC, USC and UCLA is going to join a year earlier than even they they did. So fascinating Big Ten, but you're going to have 16 teams. It's going to be nuts. Okay. The Big Ten expecting that their TV deal starting in 2023 will, will make annually over $1 billion. Each school could expect between 80 to $100 million per year just on TV. This is TV, straight TV money. What do you think of that? Money, B. So I said the money. Follow the money. And, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, West Coast does have some good athletes, so they're not going to steal all of our athletes, but they're going to get uh, – they're, they're going to take some of our guys. No, but, like, you're talking recruiting. Let's, let's jump into recruiting. Recruiting both works both ways. I think that the recruiting will help some of the big 10 teams, um, you know, some of the, some of them are already in California, but the other ones that maybe they're not in California as much, this will help them to give them more exposure. And I'm sure, you know, that you could see some of the schools, some of the areas, maybe Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Illinois, maybe some of those kids could go to USC, UCLA, so you could open that as well. So recruiting could go both ways for sure. It's going to be fun to watch. I mean, UCLA against freaking <laughs> Rutgers it's gonna be it's gonna be weird but has anybody seen the 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 internet crying memes of Lincoln Riley and, and come November losing seven to three at Northwestern like <laughs> that's gonna happen people that's gonna happen I can't wait Lincoln what? Riley went out there and probably thought that he was gonna you know it's gonna be a little easier for him going against Pac-12 teams now now he's, he's trying to rebuild that program in one of the toughest conferences in America Second toughest now. 
Definitely. Yeah, yeah, and and I I agree. You know, it's going to be fun to see. And I think we're all looking forward to like USC, UCLA, those 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 California boys coming out and playing in the cold and you know in the Midwest. You know, you know, come play and. Penn State or Ohio State or Indiana in November, December, you know, October, November, let's see it, you know, so it should be fascinating to watch, you know. Um, as far as the money, you know, it, it was UCLA had to do it. UCLA was facing, the LA Times just reported it yesterday, we're facing over a $100 million deficit from bad investments to bad coaching hires to they were looking at massive cuts of sports, massive cuts. Like they were talking about having to cut like 30% of their sports. So they had to do it. USC has not been happy for years with the Pac-12. Their TV deal is a joke. The Pac-12 network is barely on any networks out there. Like it's a complete joke. It's a fiasco. Their old commissioner bungled that. And so they haven't been happy for years. There's been talk at USC for years about being an independent. So, you know, they have a new AD and the new AD obviously hired Lincoln Riley and, you know, and spearheaded this. So I think it, you know, financially it makes sense. It is a little weird, um, but I, I do think financially it's going to be a win, windfall for them. Uh, and, go ahead. I agree. I agree. It's going to be hard. UCLA was facing budget trouble now. Like, it's, it's tough because they're in, like, one of the biggest – marketing areas in the world and you're still struggling to, 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 to bring to uh, bring in money and i think they even have the jordan brand as they're like oh, like i don't like they just they, well they man, they fired a bunch of coaches like jim mora and they fired a bunch of coaches and they, they had to pay, pay all these buyouts and they had other and then like the pandemic killed these sports i mean the pandemic everywhere lost like Every sports program lost like thirty to fifty million a year that year because there was less games and there's there's no fans, and there's less TV revenue because there's less games. And remember, the Pac-12 barely played that year; they played like four or five games. So yeah. it just killed them on top. They were already struggling, and that killed them. That's why Maryland joined the the Big Ten. It was largely a financial thing. They were struggling financially, and Big Ten was such a cash cow; it, it bailed them yeah. out. Nobody talks about how the Big Ten well, – yeah, I know they haven't had a national title winner um, since, was it, 2014 in football, and it's been 20 years in basketball. But the Big Ten makes money. The Big Ten Network has made money going back to pre-pandemic, to going back to the first recession back in 07. The Big Ten is a cash cow, and that's not going to stop. What about – I mean, you're talking about UCLA, though, not make money. Has USC struggled um, recently too, or the, are they still doing okay financially? I, financially, I don't they're the fine. You, USC just needed a real AD. You know, they were trying to go Pat Hayden and Lynn Swan, like famous people, like, dude, just go get a real AD, and that's what they did. They got the Cincinnati AD, who's been an AD all over the place. So, they finally got a real AD, and they, you know, they get, they get a real head coach, you know? Um, so, yeah, USC, it's, it's just like, it's very similar to Texas in Oklahoma, Texas and Oklahoma were have been for years a little ticked off at the Big Twelve. They were like, "We're the big fish. We're the ones driving the boat, and we're not getting paid like we should." And USC's always been there, like we're the ones. You know, when you think of West Coast football, you think of USC, right? Reggie Bush, you know, like Matt Liner, you know, Carroll. You think about you know 
all you know, student body right, student body left, right? I mean, the Trojan, you know, the Trojan, you know, right? I mean, you think of West Coast football, don't you think of USC? Is that the first thing that pop your head? That's the first thing I think of. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go further back to the Keyshawn Johnson days and the Carson yeah. Palmers, well, without a doubt, B. With without a doubt. So are those times ever coming back for USC though? Now that there's two professional football teams in Los Angeles, though, and that's a very good question, and that's the other reason they wanted to be viable because now they're going to be able to create more fun matchups. Now they, you know, now they get teams. You know, you you know, here's the other thing: like people don't realize that the Big Ten has massive alumni. Penn State, massive state school. Ohio State's a massive state school. Michigan's a pretty big school. So those alumni, they're 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 spread throughout the country. They're going to be California, you know. You know, if you're a Michigan alumni and you live out in California, you, you get to go to the go, go to the Coliseum watch USC versus Michigan. I think it could create some fun mar- some matchups. And if you're from Pennsylvania, Ohio, I mean that'd be fun to. Go. I mean, I want to go out there. I'd love to go out there. The Rose Bowl watch Stan, uh, uh, UCLA, or you know, that'd be a fun atmosphere. So I think it's going to create some fun, some buzz, and some fun atmospheres for for them. You know, I I, I would CJ, you're right, and they they've always. I'm going back to what you said about the money. The money's always been a big thing with the Big Ten. Jim Delaney, the former AD uh, commissioner, was was brilliant. He always made, was always one step ahead of everybody, even the SEC. Even though the SEC has been better product in the field, the Big Ten even now makes more money than the SEC. Now that's set to change with them joining uh, with the the big deal they're going to get with ESPN. But then the Big Ten's probably going to lap them again with their new deal. But they've always done shorter deals. The Big Ten Network was the first network created, okay, and they and when they did that, nobody else ever did the thing. People thought they were idiots, and and, and that's been a massive success. And then, like you always said, like like you said, like the, the money is always there in the Big Ten, and and it, it's really helped a lot of a lot of programs, you know, like Maryland who needed it, Rutgers, even though you know I don't think it, I don't mind being Rutgers fan in the Big Ten, but it, it has helped them even though it hasn't shown on the field much. <laughs> does What does this do for college football in general? Okay, we're going to get that. Let me let me get lay out a couple of things. Lots of people are really calling. So this is really interesting. Back in 2011, the LSU president said, there are two superpowers running this, going to run this thing in the next 20 years of college football. You know what he said? ESPN and Fox. And if you look at the Texas Lake, Oklahoma, you know who's the back channel in that? ESPN, because they own a lot of stake in SEC. Do you know who's back channeling USC, UCLA? Fox, because they own a lot of shares in Big Ten football. They own, like, part of the Big Ten network, and they own uh, they own a lot of the rights, even though it's coming up, you know, for bid. So that's the other thing. Um, the Pac-12 was fighting for survival with this move, you know. I don't know if you guys saw it. Did you guys see the Big 12 was talking to Arizona, Arizona State? Colorado, Utah, Oregon, and Washington about joining them. Now, what I saw, there's nothing imminent right now, but like there are discussions of the Big 12 uh, is trying to, you know, trying to poach those teams. What do you guys think? We're going to have three big major conferences. I think there's a good chance that you could turn into like like three super conferences. So it's a matter of in time, them just picking teams from the ACC next. You're going to get Clemson. You're going to get Florida State. Well, the debate – okay, but here's the problem. See, it all comes down to to when your TV contract's up. And 
So the reason Oklahoma and Texas is not going to go join the big the SEC until 2025. Why? If they left early, they would cost them like 40 or $50 million in revenue. They don't want to do that. The Big 12's holding them. Okay. The reason why the big, uh, USC and UCLA can come in 24 is that's when the contract's up. So ACC gave up all their tier one rights or TV rights until 2036. If oh, they geez. would leave, they would owe hundred, like a hundred million dollars. Now, there's I read a great article talking about how they could file a lawsuit to fight that. So I don't know. There's a lot of conjecture. Clemson and Florida State and and Miami could be looking to go to the SEC. Like you could see like maybe like Florida, Florida State and Clemson or Florida State, Miami go to the SEC and then maybe Clemson and North Carolina come to the, you know, the Big Ten. Like you could eventually see 2022 teams in each one. From what I've read right now, that right now it could change in two hours, is the Big Ten's happy. They're waiting at 16. They're going to get a massive deal from one of these TV networks. You know who the Big Ten waiting on? Notre Dame. Yeah, I was just going to ask that. What Where is Notre Dame on all of this? I mean, I, I, I know they have they, they still have the TV contract with NBC, and they're, Notre Dame is Notre Dame. They're their own cash cow. But where do they sit right as of right now on all this? Because I keep hearing different things about them, too. Well, Notre Dame uh, has steadfastly said that they're going to stay independent, but it's going to reach a time where it's like financially, you know, they're te- right now, if they joined the Big Ten, they would make an extra 20 or 30 million a year. Now, they're Notre Dame, they have an endowment, they have millions of dollars, they have donors who give so much money to keep them independent. But at one point, if like if you're in the Big Ten, you can make 100 million or you're doing your own TV deal for 50, why wouldn't you join the Big Ten? You know, but yeah. I-, I don't know. I don't know when that is or if that is. So I think the Big Ten's happy right now at 16. I think it could stay that for right now. Well, we don't know for sure. But, yeah, you're right about Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then now and with the playoffs expanding probably in 2025, you know, Notre Dame's probably fine, right? They can stay independent and still make the playoff. You mean lose in the playoffs. That's what you mean about <laughs> Notre Dame, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about making it, but, yeah. What about Oregon? They're their own cash cow. Why, that's the other thing. Like, like that's the other one. Like, Phil, there's lots of rumors about Phil Knight, and he's really frustrated, and he really wants them in the Big Ten. But everything I've read so far is, is the Big Ten has resisted taking Washington and Oregon. You know, they're happy with 16. Oh, okay. Was- so, so I don't know. Like, everybody speculated. But, like, when this broke, it was like it was imminent. The deal was done. Like they're they're coming in twenty August second, twenty twenty four. They're there. So nobody else has accepted it. So the other deal, other thing that's floating around right now, is the ACC and Pac twelve are trying to make a like a like not a merger, but like a, like an agreement, like kind of like the alliance but different. They would do a joint. They would take like the winner of the ACC and the winner of the Pac twelve, and they do a, a championship game, and they might might take the Pac twelve network get rid of it and then have the ACC network part of the PAC 12, like do something. They're working on something. The PAC 12 is trying to, you know, what's the PAC 10 now? Well, let me just what are they going to play for the Sega sports bowl? It's going to be like two, eight and four teams playing against one another. That's not, it could be so snarky <laughs> right now with that. With oh, I know, but they're all trying to hang in relevancy. It's like, like the big 12 lost Texas and Oklahoma. They're going to eventually lose them. But then they went and got Houston, Cincinnati, UCF and BYU. Now, look, I don't think that's necessarily a championship-level league, but it's going to be a fun league to watch. So they're all I trying agree. to, like, 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 who's getting screwed right now is the middle class of college football. You know, like, 
like the the teams are okay. Like Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's been a nice program with Gundy. You know, like those teams are getting kind of pinched because they're not the big brands of USC and and Oklahoma and Texas, but they're still solid programs. Those are the people getting pinched. They're trying to survive for relevancy right now, not necessarily winning at all. Yeah, I get it. It just seems right now the ACC, they better hope. I don't feel good about, you know, Clemson had their run. They seem to be trending downwards. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, but they better hope Miami is on. They seem like Miami might be coming back with Cristobal. Oh, not, yeah, he's recruiting really well. He put a great staff together. Mario's done a great job there. I, I They're coming for sure. Uh, that's what they, that's what that would save. That would be huge for the ACC because you know Miami's never won the ACC outright since they've joined, and they've had some good teams, but you know they they haven't since they joined. They haven't won a championship there, and they better hope Cristobal's the answer. Yeah, I think I think he is. He he he's done a great job there so far. So all right, so let's just go. So here's some questions to ponder. All right, so here's the first one I'm gonna ask you guys. So, and B, you asked it, but I'm going to ask it. And I'll ask you, I'll start with B, and then I'll go to CJ. Is this good for college football? B. You're asking me. I'm, you know, I'm the historical, old school guy. No, it's not good. Like, we want to see USC versus Rutgers. Like, no, nobody wants to see that. Like, it's, I don't know. Like, it, it was the Pac 12 represented the West Coast. Uh, Big Ten was more, you know, Eastern, Midwest, which I still don't know why how Ohio is Midwest, but what, that's that's another story. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just I'm a traditionalist, so all this change is just messing me up. So I'll, I'll right. say no. Okay, I'll give you a second, CJ. But you think about it, in the last year, if you go back 365 days ago, what happened 365 days ago? Texas, Oklahoma left the Big 12. That leaked out. NIL started, transfer portal became like basically like like wide open. You've had more change in one year than you did the last 30 years prior to that. That's a lot of change in college football. It's nuts right now. It's like the Wild West. Don't forget about the NIL too. That's yeah, it, yeah, that's what I mean. NIL started a year ago. Right. So NIL, major concert, uh, uh, major con- conference realignment, and then you then you got transfer portal. So Hey, this is the NCAA's fault, B, for years. They rested on their laurels. They didn't do anything. I read this great article a couple months ago. This guy at the NCAA, like 10 years ago, predicted this. He's like, this is going to happen. You watch. NIL, transfer, realignment, it's coming down the road. And everybody's like, he got pushed out at the NCAA, dude. He was like, oh, like everybody knew this was coming. NCAA screwed this up from the beginning. All right, CJ, I ask you the question. Is this good for college football? Right now, you know, more leaning towards Brandon said, I'm kind of indifferent to it now, but you're actually right. I mean, it's just the reality. So you just got used to being the, within the last year, the NIL, the transfer portal, um, Texas, Oklahoma, now, um, you know, USC and UCLA all jump and ship. That's all happened this last year. It, the change is coming and you just get used to it. Um, am I going to go? Watch USC Rutgers. No, I wasn't going to do that anyways. You know, maybe I'll, if my sons are asleep, I'll stay up to watch it. But no, I don't care for that. You know, yeah, I'm all for the change. If it's good, Wait, I'm a big. There's college football and I'm watching. So yeah, I, yeah. I would watch USC. And I'm a Big Rutgers. Ten. I'm a Big Ten fan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a Penn State fan, but I love the Big Ten. I root for them. 
and all their bowl games. And, and I root for them in, in the NCAA tournament and college baseball too. So if it's good for them, it's good for me. So I'll go, I'll go give it a thumbs up, even though I don't know what to expect when Lincoln Riley's choking in Northwestern come mid November. What's, what's the Rose bowl now? That's so that is one of the problems is the Rose bowl could be gone. It's um, done. Get rid of it. Well, like it's gonna what they gotta do with the Rose Bowls. They gotta make it a, a semi it's gotta be part of the playoff and it's gotta be guaranteed a, a semifinal. That's, a, that's another thing too with this change that you're talking about. What's happening more that I feel like is not getting talked about enough, especially in the last couple of years, is is players opting out of bowl games. It's driving me nuts. I understand it, you know, that's you know, a business standpoint. It doesn't bother me. But like I mean, Ohio State played with like their their freshman squad in that Rose Bowl game last I loved it. I got won. to see I got to see Marvin Harrison. I was I fine with it. it. I mean and it, I mean I don't know how much it's helping guys opting out. I mean I, I I get like if you're a top pick, yeah sure. I mean Saquon Barkley played and he was still number one, number two pick. Nobody everybody always conveniently forgets about that. That's another thing too that's coming. That's not going away. So like these lesser tier Sega sports bowl games, you know, whatever they're called, are, I mean are they gonna be relevant? I love bowl games, but are they just going to increase them more to have, like, teams' backups playing them? Well, the Rose Bowl is a casualty for sure. That's probably they got to make it a semifinal part of the playoff. So I'll tell you, I, I've said I agree. I think B makes some good points. I think you both make some good points. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if it's good for the sport, but I think it's just it's probably been heading down this road for the last ten years because the SEC and the Big Ten has kind of just separated themselves financially. And then also on the field a little bit. I mean, the Pac-12 hasn't made the playoff in a while, and they like they've been really down for a while. Um, the ACC has been good with Clemson, but outside of that, they've struggled. And then the Big 12 has 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 struggled, you know, outside of like Oklahoma. So yeah, it, it, it has been you know a little bit of a struggle bus. So so I don't. I'm not sure. I think you guys make some good points. Now, um, here's question number two. How does this impact the college football playoff with expansion? It's probably going to 12 in 2025. So now 2024. Why, why is it 12? I was about to say 12 is almost too many. <laughs> well, the first, the first four are going to get buys. All right. Well, that's more money. <laughs> it, 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 everybody assumed it would go eight. And then what got, what got rejected this year? Was it eight or 12? And almost got approved. It, it got re- it got rejected. Twelve got rejected. They uh, a year ago, it was like a, a team of eighties were working on it secretly. They had a plan for twelve, and they were trying to get it as early as twenty three. But a couple of things came in the way. The ACC and Big Ten actually voted against it, and and like. <laughs> The ultimate boss move that the SEC's ADs, uh, SEC's commissioner was like, who cares? We'll get one or two in. Like he's like, hey, we tried, you know. Like, like he was like, matter of fact, well, whatever, you know. Like, and he he thought it was good for sport to go twelve. Um, they couldn't agree. The other thing was the TV deal was if they would have opened it up in in twenty three, they would have to get it exclusively ESPN. When it opens up for bidding in twenty five. Uh, it's everybody's getting open on, up on it. It's gonna be it's gonna be lots of money, and and so everybody thinks in twelve it's gonna happen. Twelve's gonna happen. Like there's enough consensus. Everybody thinks a twelve team playoff will happen in twenty twenty five. Now I'm kind of like 
CJ with the because it kind of makes every other bowl irrelevant almost. So it's especially if they go to twelve. So I, I'm gonna see more kids probably opting out of playing. Like I wouldn't. I'm not a fan of meaningless football games anyway. As a as an athlete, like you don't play football for fun. But I mean, with the tw- here's what the twelve is gonna do. Twelve will make like I'll give you an example. Pitt's a good example. In a twelve team playoff, they make the playoff. Everybody goes, yeah, they made the playoff. Do I think Pitt would have won it all last year? No. Maybe they won a playoff game. Everybody's like, yeah, it's gonna turn into the NCAA tournament. When you make that, when you're a a when you make that twelve team playoff, it's gonna be like we made it to the playoff. Like it's like making the it'd probably be like the equivalent of making the sweet 16. People are going to be really excited. They're included What that will create is less. I think it'll create less buy opt-outs because look well, at last that's, year. That's good. But what about the teams that don't get in again? Do, do they got playing the citrus bowl? Yes, but they're still going to play those games because they get, a, it's like a free vacation and they get extra practices and they get, you know, get the swag bag that still will exist. Yeah, if I'm a I get it. It's, pick, gonna be wa- it's watered down now. I mean, if you're six and six and playing in the Birmingham Bowl, it's not like it's like, well, we're in the Rose Bowl. I mean, it's already watered down. B. I don't know if they, how much more it's going to be watered down. But when they created the 14 playoff, what it did is it created the whole sport. That's all it is. It's obsessed with the 14 playoff. 14. That's all they talk about, right? You know. And, and so now all these teams feel left out. I I personally don't know if it will change who wins it all. Because I think that, you know, like Georgia was an elite team. They were great all year. They lost one game. They won a chance championship, you know. And, and I think that you're still going to have those elite teams like Georgia and Alabama and LSU a couple of years ago. You're going to have those elite teams. I think those teams will still win it all. But I think everybody will be included in the playoff and everybody will sing kumbaya like, yeah, we're in the playoff. And I think it changes the di- dynamic. So it makes more teams happy. Her. Makes more teams happy, makes more conferences happy. Now everybody's like, is this going to open the door for more, more parity? In a way it does, but in in this playoff scenario, if they would have had this from 2014 on, Ohio State would have made it every year. Penn State would have made it like, what, three or four times at least, right? Five times maybe. 16, 16 and 17 they would have made it. Probably yeah, 19 so, too. So, I mean, they're like, oh, we're going to let more smaller schools in. Are you? I mean, like. That, that, that's my thing. Like, if. If you go to twelve, I think you almost have to give the AAC a bid. Yeah, or Millersville could get in. Or well, something. the debate here's the other debate is the other debate was they wanted they I forget exactly what it was, but they wanted four automatic qualify the top four conferences with the records to get automatic those four bids, where the SEC said it should be the best four records. So I I mean I don't know how you can do it now when you have basically SEC and the Big Ten are like you know kind of super conferences already you know like you had texas and oklahoma in there they're pretty good now usc has been down but if lincoln riley gets them rolling and they join the big 10 that's another quality team um so i don't know but like if you look at the 12 team playoff now you know i think the days the team's going undefeated are probably over you know like look at how much harder it's going to be to to go undefeated in the regular season now when you have to you add in harder teams in the sec and the big 10 right what NIL deal is making it like it's getting recruits to go different places. So now Alabama and Georgia might not die. I mean, they're still number one and two probably in this recruiting class. But 
other teams are going to start getting some good players. Like Miami there has top, top been some of that. Now, we'll see. I want to wait and see. I'm going to hold my breath on that. But there could be some of that. Like the Louisville – Louisville saw, right now has a five-star running back committed, you know, from Texas. You know, um, the Miami quarterback getting nine million dollars or something. That's not true, though. See, see, it, 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 there's there, that's the thing that we don't know. There's a lot of rumors. Everybody said that. And then like a bunch of what I read is that wasn't true. That was just that was Florida all pissed off and and their boosters leaking. He was getting nine million. That's not true. I heard it was a lot less than that. Now, I, I'm 100 percent for NIL, but I think the problem is. I'm all right with like Bryce Young, dude. You're a baller. You're gonna be a top three pick in the pack. Go get paid. But these college, these kids in high school getting paid to go to I, I, nobody anticipated it'd be like this. <laughs> That's good enough. It, what it, about it, George, What about the, the what about the current players like the Blitnikoff winner Addison? You know, but again, that was re- that was largely refuted that he got that much money. You know, was it because is that why he left though? Because the money, like. Is Nobody quite he... knows that, and that's the we don't know. We don't know, but like this isn't like you, isn't... you think about Addison. Is it a better football situation? I mean, Pitt has the doesn't Pitt have Daniels or Slovis coming in? And, yeah, Slovis come in, and and USC. Yeah, they're gonna be Caleb Williams, be man. Good, but <laughs> yeah, Caleb Williams is nice, and you know Riley. But and now you got the best quarterback in the country throwing to the best receiver in the country. Yeah, and they picked up Die, the running back from Oregon. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Lincoln went big in the portal. If you look at, like, first-year head coaches, like, Lincoln went big in the portal. So did Brian Kelly. That roster was kind of, like, kind of nuts. A lot of them left, and there was a lot of upheaval with your boy O. So, like, Brian Kelly went deep in the portal. So then him and Riley are, like, they're thinking, we got to turn this thing around quick. We don't got long at LSU. We don't got long at USC. So they both went portal heavy. Well, talking to coaches now with, with, with like with this whole recruiting thing, they're only taking like ten high school kids. Like some schools are breaking it down to taking ten high school kids. Yep, you're absolutely right. 10, 10 transfer portal kids, and then that you know I mean it's, it's it's dumbing down the high school right, or it's getting harder for the high school kids to get scholarships. Why what? not take a kid coming from college already who's mature and knows what the system's like? And you're seeing this like Penn State benefit this the receiver. They got from well, it was Western Kentucky. Like you're seeing yeah, these Mitchell lower Tinsley. level, they're getting these lower level kids that that they, that they're they're blowing up the low level, and they're like, okay, I'll go transfer to a D one school. Well, yeah, I mean that Arnold Ebiketti, you know, led the team in sacks. He was a second round pick. He was a transfer out of Temple. He wouldn't have gotten those looks if he didn't transfer to Penn State. Um, so like, there's that there's that aspect to it too. Well, I the just, lower level know, coaches are getting frustrated because they're developing these kids, and then after a year or two, they're. Tra- I have a, I, so like there is a lot of that and like like you're right like if you look at like Penn State and you look at Ohio State there's in the Big Ten like they're still largely building their team on on you know recruiting getting 20 20 some kids you know 20 25 kids every recruiting class but like Michigan State went like different way like I know Baylor went like there's some schools out there that are being more strategic and they're doing more like transfer portal stuff where you know they're they're taking us a set amount i mean freaking look at alabama alabama's last best receiver last year was was a transfer and then they went and got the probably the best one of the best running backs in the country nobody heard heard about from georgia tech he's going there you know uh, you know so transfer portal is is crazy you could fill a hole so easily if i'm a backup i'm better than the transfer portal every year 
Does the transfer portal, do you think, ever come to high school football, or is that not going to happen? No. Well, it's already exists to an extent. It's a little less. I mean, Philly uh, and Pittsburgh are nuts, right? I mean, Philly, right? We talk about right? Yeah, we, yeah, we, you, yeah we talk, we've all talked about that, too. But I'm saying, like, how it's, like, legal now where, you know, Joe Schmo can just enter his name in the transfer portal and then. The school boundaries. Like, you're always going to have school boundaries. And I don't think it would ever come to that. But, but no, I, nobody polices it, though. The PIAA is not really policing it here. Right. What they got to do with the transfer portal, is, and they're working towards this, I think, is they got to pick like a set window. And they did it this year. After May 1st, you can't transfer. After May 1st, you cannot transfer. It was like May 1st was the deadline, like May 15th or something like that. After that, if you transferred to like uh, transfer, you could not play. You had to sit out a year. They got to put windows in there. They got to say like this and this time period um and and so like i i hey like i'm big proponent brandon knows i've been talking about this fight for years like i'm big proponent transferring i always thought the old system was messed up you had to go set out a year and i always hated how how college coaches, how coaches would try and dictate where kids could yes. go like that drove me nuts yep, it drove me nuts and so i'm very pro player it, it, but like here here's a big picture issue i i, I didn't think we'd get to this but i'm gonna ask you guys would it be better if the Power Five football – Power Five, I don't even know if there's Power Five. If the football – you know, the big boy football, we know who they are. You know, the, the Power Three, Power Five, we'll say, the old Power Five. Okay, would it be better if they just broke off in the NCAA and did their own thing? That's coming, isn't it? I mean, everybody talks about it, but, like, who's going to do it? Because it's, like it, – it, it's always been – football's always kind of been this way. Each conference kind of dictates things you know, for a lot of things, but you know, like, like the NCAA is worthless. Like NCAA go be in charge of like track and lacrosse, like football, whoa, like, whoa, whoa, you have no <laughs> basis. What? Double negative from Patrick. Double no, negative. I'm saying, like the NCAA has a place. Don't get me wrong, but they don't have a place in college football. In my opinion, break out, let them, like, they knew NIL. NIL's a freaking joke. They knew it was coming. California, Florida, states had laws allowing NIL. They knew it was coming for a year. What did they do? They didn't set up one thing. They didn't set up one thing. They let this happen. I'm not mad at the players. I'm not mad at the colleges. It's a complete farce of a joke. For years, they knew NIL was coming, and they didn't do anything. They knew transfers were coming for years. They didn't do anything. They're an incompetent organization. They don't even... Like separate and do your own thing. So just have all the college football teams govern themselves. Like they, they need to govern. No, their they come together and they say, this is what we're going to have. And you come up with parameters for NIL. You come up with parameters for transfer portal. Let's be honest. Like how many years have we heard rumors about NIL? And these kids, been some of these kids have been paid for years under the table. There's always an uncle. Barry Switzer said, there's always an uncle. <laughs> Yeah, well, college football always been a little dirty. I mean, you don't got to worry about it's that. Always been a little dirty. Like uh, Barry Switzer said when he left, I heard this other day in the podcast, when he left uh, college coaching, he just said what killed him was recruiting. He just, like, hated it. He hated how dirty it was. He just got burnt out. And, like, that was in the 80s. You know, it, it, I think it's always been kind of like this, but now it's, like, a little more in the open. But all these rumors, like you said, the Miami kid, the Rashada kid, 
who knows? Maybe he's getting 15 million. Maybe he's getting one. Maybe he's getting, I don't, nobody knows for sure because it's not public. It's all rumors and hearsay. Addison kid, I don't know. Maybe he's getting 20 million. I don't, nobody knows because it's all rumors and hearsay. So, like, I think there needs to be separate from the bit there. They come up with their own program. Gene Smith, Ohio State AD, said this. There's other ADs who said this. They need to separate from the NCAA, do their own thing. I don't know if it, when it will happen or if it will happen, but that's what I think. All right, so let me ask you to you too. Let me ask you guys. What do you guys think? This is a, a Big Ten show. What do you guys think? I'll start with you, CJ. What do you think of this impact? UC, USC, UCLA, joining the Big Ten. What do you think of that impact on Penn State? Do you like it for, as a Penn State fan? Do you think this hurts or helps Penn State? I think it helps them. Um, I don't – From a, as a Penn State fan, I'm not – like when I saw it, I was – you know, I'm, I mean, I got a couple of my Penn State friends, you know, already planning road trips to kept possibly to the Coliseum that watched them whip Chip Kelly's ass if he's still there. Um, you know, so that, that would be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know unless they add on more teams besides obviously the financial part, but these, these athletes going to USC and UCLA, they're going to have to split this up um, in the pods instead of two, the big 10 East and the West and add a couple more teams to make it a little bit more fair. Cause is, I mean, USC, these play, these guys are going to have like, uh, 12 these noon kickoffs they're going to be playing at 9 a.m they're gonna i mean that they complain about it now like what i mean is that not going to be a huge advantage for the penn state ohio state and michigan's i mean i don't know oregon came to ohio state and kicked the shit out of us and it was nine o'clock their time so i don't know these kids adjust i think you know i i, I think guess i guess that that's true i guess they are adjusting um so much for lctv guys you guys are oh what i say <laughs> what did I say? No, it's him. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You didn't want it on LCTV. You were complaining about the Zoom. How we look in the Zoom. You can edit that out. It don't matter. Keep going. Keep going. You got to share your frustrations. No, no, I'm, I, not frustrated. I, I, I'm not frustrated. I'm just saying. I hope it gets Chip Kelly fired. He's the worst coach ever, but whatever. He's <laughs> a good college coach. Me. He's okay. He's fine. What do you whatever. Do the Eagles will never be. Uh, forgive. Never. You don't cut Deshaun Jackson for no reason and trade Deshaun <laughs> McCoy for one of your favorite li- college linebackers. Screw Chip Kelly. That should be the name of this new podcast. Okay, <laughs> B. What do you think? You're a Penn State guy. You played there for a year. You're Penn State. You think it helps? Hurts Penn State? Do you like this? What? So how's it going to be? Uh, is it going to be like a Big Ten East, a Big Ten West? Did we don't know. Oh yeah. Well, uh, we don't know. I mean, I like it from. From the standpoint of these kids get to go out and travel, and they get to go out to LA and play, and, uh, play some games now. But uh, I mean, I don't know if if uh, USC can 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 turn it on and be like the the USC of Pete Carroll's era. It'll be fun to watch as a fan, and then we can really compete for the best conference in America. So, you know, I mean, you know, it's funny we're talking about USC. I just, you guys, did you guys watch the 30 for 30 a couple years ago on the Trojan War when USC was at its apex? Yeah. With Liner and Reggie Bush. It's really good. It's much really much well done. I wish re- they would have gotten Reggie Bush to talk because he was, you know, maybe their best player, but, you know, he <laughs> uh, but it's really good. But that, and they, Matt Liner talks about that US, that team, it was a perfect storm because, you know, they didn't have the two NFL teams it was before the, their hockey team got really good. It's before the Dodgers went on a run. So I don't know as much as I like Lincoln Riley there and Caleb Williams is awesome. Addison is awesome. That running back 
um, is, could be really good. I don't know if we'll ever see another USC run like that. I'm not, um, that remains to be seen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't ever get to that level, but I think that they, he can get back to like what they were at Oklahoma. You know, I think they could be like a consistent 9, 10, 11 win team. And I think that, you know, you know, somebody said this USC is kind of like, it's an SEC school in a way. Like they, people love USC football and they've been apathetic for so long because they've just been so bad with, ever since Pete Carroll left. I mean, Sark wasn't very good either, but like Sark at Texas, they were all loving him. But like he wasn't that good at USC. He's only there two years, but like, like Lane wasn't good. Sark wasn't good. Helton wasn't good. Like, like they went through like disaster coaches. Now, Lincoln Riley, I think will do a good job there. Now, will he get back to, I don't, like, I don't know if they'll ever get back to that peak hero level. That's like when Saban leaves Alabama, they're never going to get back to that level ever. I just don't believe it. I mean, Saban's like the greatest coach ever. But you're right. Peak hero was like a, like a perfect time. It, the Pac-12 was a little down. He came into an ideal situation. They were down, and he just capped. And the other thing, too, CJ, is back then, like, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, like, these schools weren't going out in California and getting these kids. They're all getting those kids now. Those yeah. kids are coming east. And, and it was before the, the SEC's really right. last They're 20 emergence. years run of dominance, too. Right, right. So I don't know if they but I think he'll get them back. They'll be better than they, when they are. Like, Ian Riley's a good coach. Uh, and he understands how to develop quarterbacks and wide receivers. And he knows how to run the ball, pair it with his passing game. Um, I, I think this year they won't be necessarily great. I think they're probably like seven, eight wins. But I think the following year they could be better, you know, like. What year will Williams be? How many – when when can he come out for the draft? Two more. Two okay, more. so he'll look guys, good. These guys Jalen stay for hurts. 10, 20 years now. It don't even matter. What? These guys stay for 10 or 20 years now. It don't even matter. These guys be in college forever. I'm just saying, if he can come out next year, if Jalen Hurts, my guy flops, you know, it'll look good in Eagle Green. And just well, he's got two. He's got th- he was a true freshman last year. Remember, he wasn't even supposed to play. What's his name? Spencer Rattler was supposed to play. They benched him, and then Caleb Butler, you know, so Caleb Williams was a true freshman. So he's got this year and next year. So he's he's got awesome. He's legit. Caleb yeah. Williams, I think he's good. Yeah, for sure. He's got to, you know, show some more passing, but I, I think he'll take a step. I wouldn't be surprised he took a step this year for sure. Where's Rattler at right now? South, South Carolina, Carolina, the Gamecocks, they're going to be good. Beamer, Beamer, nice job. Our guy Brubaker's down there, too. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. How, how do you guys think, the last question I have, and then I'm going to get into the wider plan. Uh, how does this impact Big Ten football rivalries? What do you guys think? Like, do you think this will, will this impact any of the big rivalries, or do you think it, they'll make sure they keep it? I think because I keep seeing this, I think you you mentioned it too, Patrick. It, it's if they go to these pods that they're talking about, which I think has to happen, um, then the rivalries will they won't they won't happen every year like the you know Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State, Michigan. I think they keep those games though. Do they? I mean, well, because like like TV wise, the, the biggest rated game every year is Ohio State, Michigan. So they're not going to like Fox would like Fox would like destroy the Big Ten, you know, see, like, I don't know if you guys know this, like I'm a nut and I, I, I cover this stuff. I look up this stuff, but like, you know, Fox and ESPN own rights to the Big Ten. Fox has the first rights over the Big Ten. They, they do a draft, CJ. They draft weekends. 
And the okay. first weekend is always Ohio State, Michigan. Who gets to pick? Fox always picks that game because it's so highly rated. So they're not going to get rid of Ohio State, Michigan. I just think maybe some of the secondary rivalries could go away. I don't know. But what about I, Maryland, Towson? Would that go away? I don't know. No, Towson would be uh, taking over as the top school in Maryland. Somewhere. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, all right, let me just go to this. Let's go to the wider, wider plan. Here's my wider plan, the Big Ten pod, okay? Big Ten pod. So here's what I came up with. I, I, I'll share each. So I made up four divisions, 16 teams, four divisions each, four pods each. So what you do is you play your three teams in there. Then you have a rivalry game outside the pod. Then you rotate the because let's just say they they keep nine games. The Big Ten's had nine games, so that they're probably going to keep nine games. So if you play three three in your pod, you have one rivalry that's four. And then you play five, you rotate through. So you can rotate through everybody, you know, through you know every every couple of years you're going to play everybody. So that's my plan. So here's the Big Ten East. It'd be OSU, Rutgers, Penn State, Maryland. What do you guys think? That all right for for a pod? OSU, Rutgers, Penn State, Maryland. It's the Big Ten East. Okay. What do you think, CJ? Is this, is this the water plan, or is this your speech to take over Kevin Warren's position as the Big Ten commissioner? <laughs> no, this is my plan for the pods. No, the pods have to happen, right? Am I wrong on this or not? Well, I mean, like- okay. So what happened was when that, when Oklahoma and I have not seen this with the Big Ten yet. But when Oklahoma and Texas joined, everybody theorized you got to do the pods. Sixteen's too many to do two divisions. You do you do four, four pods, and then what you do is the best two records at the end play. So everybody plays nine games at the end. You're the best two teams with the best two records play each other. Because if you look at the Big Ten, if you look at the Big Ten right now, the East has won every every Big Ten title game. You know, I don't think the West has won one. You know. If you go regular Wilson, didn't Wilson win it that one year was at Wisconsin? That might be the only time. Yeah, maybe once. Gone to that point. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Big Ten East. The Big Ten Upper Midwest would be Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue, Michigan. So you keep Michigan, Michigan State together, and then you have Indiana, Purdue. So that's the Upper Midwest. Then the Big Ten Midwest would be Northwestern, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Iowa. That's the, I'm going to, slam you and run high offense offense uh slobber knocker football can we send oregon out or not can we can we trade nebraska for oregon like get nebraska out of the big ten <laughs> i don't think that's gonna happen uh sorry okay. andy her if you're listening and then uh, the big ten west wisconsin minnesota usc ucla so that was kind of what i came up with like i think it will be similar to this i think the big ten will do something similar to this so what do you guys think? You think that's the best way to do a pod system well, like that? It has to be. What was the last one you said? UCLA, USC, and who? Minnesota, Wisconsin. Dang. I just want to see USC playing in Wisconsin. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. In November. Well, so what would be, how would you dictate a champion? The best two records. So everybody plays. You play in your pod three games. So let's just let's say the Big Ten East. Ohio State would play Rutgers, Penn State, Maryland every year. Then outside that, they would each, each get designated a rival. Ohio State's obviously would be Michigan. Um, Penn State's would probably be Michigan State because they've got the, the land grant. I know the P, I know CJ loves that. Um, 
And then so that then you then you rotate, you have five other games. Then you rotate through that by by just randomly rotating through it. So like so like theoretically, you know, OSU then plays Northwestern, Wisconsin, Minnesota, USC, and Purdue one year. Then they rotate, you know what I mean? Everybody rotates through it. And then you you just do a standing. So wherever after nine games, whoever has the best two records, they, they play in the Big Ten Championship. I mean, it's probably it's something like that has to happen. Yeah, because like I know I, I know at the SEC they were debating, but they were like, you gotta put Texas and Texas AM in the same pot. It just feels like with that USC is gonna be like on the verge of getting to the title game. They're gonna have to play at, at Minnesota with row of the boat, PJ Flex squad, and they're gonna freeze to death and lose ten to seven. Lincoln Riley's gonna you know, freeze on the sideline or get hypothermia or something. That just seems like it's going to happen. I should stop taking shots at him. I like Lincoln Riley. Chip Kelly can freeze at that. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I was about to say, you are killing Lincoln Riley here. I know. I don't know why I'm doing that. I actually so, like so, Chip, so when UCLA comes to the, 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 the Penn State, are you going to be like going there, boo, Chip, because of the Philly? He won't even be employed there by then. So, yeah, I'll boo whoever the coach is. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, you're, you're, he actually did it. He actually does have you. He's UCLA. done better the last couple of years, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I understand. And you kind of destroyed your football team for a couple of years. I get it. Kind of. We're still recovering. <laughs> <laughs> what a Super Bowl! <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, re- re- was he that bad? He was ten and six, ten and six, six and nine. The problem was once teams figure out his offense. You know, and then his defense was on the field the whole game, and he had control over personnel. Or he basically he was re- trying to recruit all of his Oregon guys. Fault, though. No, no doubt, but he just messed things up. You don't cut an, an all 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 uh, all world receiver into Sean Deshaun Jackson, you know, because you don't like him. This isn't Oregon. This isn't college football. It's the NFL. You don't have a guy like Deshaun Jackson. You don't trade Deshaun McCoy for one of your crappy linebackers for, that played for you at Oregon. That just, you just don't do those things. There's reasons he'll never be an NFL coach again. Well, he shouldn't. He's a, he's a horrible fit. I've always said he was a horrible fit, just like I thought said Urban Meyer was a horrible fit. These guys are 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 different people. They're, they like, they're, they're just not I – mean, Urban Meyer's whole career was built on recruiting five stars and, and then, like, rallying and being an a-hole to the 18- to 22-year-olds. Like, that doesn't work for the NFL. And Chip Kelly's whole idea is, is, you know, like they did, I was watching their film B. They do a lot of different things at UCLA than he did at USC. A lot more pin and pull, pull line. Like it's a different type of offense he ran at Oregon. So anyways, here he is. Let's go Chip Kelly at Chip Kelly at US at Oregon. 10 and 3, lost in the Rose Bowl. 12 and 1, lost in the BCS Snatch Championship. 12 and 2, lost in the Rose Bowl. 12 and 1, won, I'm sorry, he won the Rose Bowl. 12 1 won the Fiesta Bowl, 46 and 7. UCLA, 3 and 9, 4 and 8, 3 and 4, 8 and 4. Now, to be fair, he didn't, the cupboard was a little bare there when he got there, but yeah. They have that quarterback, Thompson, Dorio Green. He's coming back. Yeah, he's not bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been there for 18 years. Him and Clifford could could like do a house party for how long they've been there. Uh, He's been there forever. Thompson's been there forever. He came back for a COVID year this year. I'm so. telling you, man, you can't keep up. These guys are all over the place, and they've been there forever. 
Ben Faith, guys going on his seventh year. <laughs> and there's guys in the transfer portal that have entered like two or three times. Like the Penix kid, who was really good two years ago in Indiana, is like I think an old Miss now. That's his third. That's the third time he's transferred. These guys are like NBA guys, NFL guys. They're suiting up for different teams every year. Well, your boy Clifford's the biggest example. At least he didn't transfer, but yeah. I mean, I, I get why he stayed. He's just trying to collect as much NIL money as possible because he probably won't be drafted next year. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he's played four years at UCLA. He'll play next year, too. See, he'll, he might get drafted. I can see why he stayed. But, yeah, maybe. But, uh, yeah. Well, don't, don't you remember that they were – they had they had one of, those, one of those good quarterbacks, the UCF quarterback. Who's now he went to Oklahoma instead? He was all set to go there. And Robinson was probably gonna go he, Thompson Robinson could go pro. And then that kid at the last second decided to go to Oklahoma. Uh, what is his name? He went UCF. He was a baller. Melton? That's not Melton, is it? Yeah. Mackenzie Melton. Mackenzie Melton. Very good job, CJ. Yes. So all right, guys. So what do you guys think? Do you guys think what's next? Uh does Oregon and Washington go somewhere? What was it? Oregon and Washington. Oregon got to go somewhere. They got somebody wants that money. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Oregon and Washington are kind of like a package deal the way USC used to lay. Because, like, if you look at Washington, you know, they made the playoff in 14. You know, I know they've had some downtime here, but, like, they're in Seattle. They're in a major market. You know, like, they've had some teams over the last 30 years where they've been decent. Um, that's Chris Peterson bad. did a heck of a job. They've been struggling yeah. since he left. Well, he, no, he stepped down and Jimmy Lake took over for two years. And Jimmy Lake, was yeah, that was a disaster. disaster. They fired him after two years. Who's the uh, new coach now? They hired the guy from Fresno State. Um, he's been around forever. Um, what is his name? Not Tepper, no, no. Oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name. Or Caleb, uh. Kalen DeBoer. So he is very well respected as a coach. Um, okay. okay. I, uh, but I don't, I mean, we don't know. Like, look at Kalen DeBoer was, he was at Fresno for two years prior to that, Indiana's OC, prior to that, Fresno State's OC. So, I mean, he was three and three and nine and three at Fresno State, 12 and six overall, two years. I mean, I don't know. I've heard a lot of great things about him. The Washington State thing is kind of crazy. Washington State fired their coach because the guy refused to get a vaccine and they promoted their DC. DC went and got a um, quarterback that people think is like unreal. He was at uh, Incarnate Ward down in Texas. Him and the OC went to Washington State. B, the OC and the quarterback went to Washington State. Jesus. DC package still sometimes. So I'm saying it's, it's a different world, man. It's a different world. So, so what's next? Do you guys think maybe Oregon will go somewhere? Um, I don't know if the SEC responds. I think, that, you know, the like I said, the ACC, Pac-12 are working. So right now you have out there, the ACC and Pac-12 are trying to work on a collaboration. And the Big 12, who just got a new commissioner, they're trying to get Colorado, uh, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, um, Washington, and Oregon. So that's not imminent. That could happen in the next couple of weeks, month. I don't know. And the Pac-12 is trying to – Pac-10 is trying to survive. The Pac-10 could join – could get Fresno State and San Diego State to join. But that's not going to – that doesn't move needle like USC. Right? So what's, right, our, 
We'll have a pack four. I mean, a big four. Well, those teams, those six, it's all about the Pac-12 is all about trying to the, trying to keep Oregon and Washington. So they're trying, you know, and Phil Knight's trying to angle to get to the Big Ten, and the Big Ten's kind of neglecting it from what I've been reading. You know, they don't want Oregon, I guess. They're happy with, you know, at some point you think, like, you're kind of happy because you got 16 teams and everybody can make some good money and, and go home. Like, you get to, like, 20 you know, how much value, you know what I mean? Like, like, but I, I don't know. The SEC, let's say the SEC went and grabbed Florida State, Miami. I guarantee the Big Ten's going to respond. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, man, that's what it seems to be. I mean, what if the SEC gets to 20? You know the Big Ten's going to respond and try to get to 20. Like, you could see, like, Oregon, Washington join the Big Ten. Then you could maybe, you could see, like, North Carolina or the Virginia schools, Virginia, Virginia Tech, maybe Pitt. Maybe West yeah. Virginia, I don't know. The ACC is in a good situation because they're the best basketball conference still. They are. Basketball they, don't move the weight. They, like they, have a, they, have, they have a gift and a curse. Their TV deal is until 2036, so that prevents teams from leaving because they had to hold that money. But then they're, they're, not, they're so far behind financially, the Big Ten and SEC. Their TV deal is a joke, but it's still a good basketball conference. Basketball only counts for about 20%. It's eight football steers that they'll be. 80% of the, the revenue. College basketball. I, only I makes feel it. like you can't you can't have Duke and Carolina not in the same conference. I feel like it's just hey, football know. steers it, man. 80% of it. But I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, you can't have Oklahoma, you know, Duke and you know, Duke isn't a big product for football. They don't they don't add any value for football. Not at all. Okay. All right, let's wrap it up. Let me let me give a shout out to our sponsor real quick, B. All right, great, great people. If you want to fix your credit but don't know how to start, check out the Credit Channel. They can help you fix your mistakes without breaking the bank. The Credit Channel saw, uh, saw a real need to provide quality, affordable credit credit repair to help people need it because your credit shouldn't be a financial struggle. For more information to get started, visit the Credit Channel online at www.creditscorematter247.com. All right. Yes, Thank sir. you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Big Ten Net, Big Ten Football Show. We'll be back in the fall, about a month cool. away. Football's coming. Can, can I ask a non-Big Ten question? Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about Archie Manning, or Arch Manning, whatever his name is, going to Texas? I was shocked. I thought he would go to Georgia or, or, uh, or Alabama, but I think that uh, it makes sense. They've got nine recruits since he, since he committed. They have now the number three class in the nation. Sark so the Shark. That's been wow. his uh, – and that been Sark. his reputation as a great recruiter. Sark's got to prove a lot. Coach. I, I think Sark's got to prove a lot I, I, as a coach. No, I know. I know. But he's – in that – going back to when he was assistant at USC, isn't that what yeah. he was known for yeah. as a pit bull recruiter? Yeah. I, 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 I read about five articles on it, and, and, and they, they thought that, that that staff was very genuine and they're just very, like, laid back. They never pushed it. Um, and Arch fell in love with it. They said that he he built that relationship with him when uh, he was at Alabama. So I haven't yeah. seen film on this kid yet. Is he? And I'm just being honest. Is he like as good as his uncles? <laughs> if his name was Arch Smith, he'd be a five star prospect. He's more. Oh, he's so not he's like. His, okay. He's not like his. He's not like Peyton. And he's not like Peyton and Eli. He's more like his dad. His dad. His grandfather. Excuse me, Archie. He's a runner. That's awesome too. He's a runner. 
he's more of a runner. He's not a, like a pocket guy. Like he can run a little bit. He's an athlete. Like he can run more than his two uncles, you know, because Peyton and Eli were stiffs in the pocket. But his he dad was a good receiver. His dad yeah. was a good receiver. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, he was an awesome receiver. Peyton talks about it. he did he get hurt in high school or college? No, college. Yeah. He had spinal spinal problems. Yeah, because he was he had to retire in college. I heard Peyton was t- talking about him a few times. It's Cooper, right? Yeah, yeah, Cooper. But like, you know, Quinn Years is there. He's still pretty good too. And I think he's probably gonna win the job, you know, like like next this coming year. I think Arch could sit a year. I, people think that's crazy, but you know, Quinn Quinn could come in and he could start for two years, and he can go to the pros, and then Arch that could take over. Weird. It don't matter. You can just transfer. That's what he did already. He collected his NIL at Ohio State, and he left. He took one snap and peaced out. <laughs> that's what he got. There, did. I saw it. He even took two snaps. I'm gonna send you guys a video on Arch Manning, and you guys can. Uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Um, but like, I, I think there's a chance he goes and sits a year. Like, I really believe that. I mean, if Ewers plays well this year, now, you know, if Ewers plays really well, Arch could beat him out, and then Ewers transfers again. I mean, he's co- it's not uncommon. These quarterbacks to transfer two or three times. That's not uncommon for these guys to transfer. I think Tate times. Martell just enrolled at Millersville this week. You guys remember? <laughs> remember Tate was Tater. Tater's hot. He's on year eight right now. Tater's hot. He's done. He gave up college football. Yeah, he retired, right? He went from Ohio State to Miami to UNLV, and then he retired. Good riddance. Tater's hot. Saw that he was overrated. I saw that one on that QB1 show. I knew he was overrated. Like, people think Tate Martell is Quinn Ewers. I don't think so. Quinn Ewers is good, man. He can sling it. He's a good player. He just went – like, he should have stayed in high school. That was pretty – you know, he won the NIL money, and he was barely at Ohio State. He got there in August. He was gone in November. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch in the PSAC in two years, you know. Like, how crazy is that, B? He was there in August. He's gone in November. So weird. And the people were like, oh, he's going to start. I'm like, he's not going to start over C.J. Stroud? What are you talking no, about? No, C.J. Stroud is going to be – him and Bryce Young are going to be the top two picks this year. Yeah, well, we want Anderson to the end. Well, Anderson, yeah, but the top two quarterbacks, anyway. Oh, guess who I heard? Will Levis, man. People are loving Will Levis, too. He could blow up. I don't think he goes above Young or Stroud, but they're saying Will Levis could be a top 10 pick. I don't understand that. I love Will Levis. Oh, because <laughs> no, today I, on a podcast, I heard a guy who's like, he's huge. He can run. He's like Josh Allen type, and he's got like a, a legit, very accurate arm. Well, when your Browns draft him next year, you know, have fun. Well, the Browns don't have. Oh, wait, they can't because they don't have any first all round right, picks. All right, all right, all right. This is a college football podcast. <laughs> right, we're gonna get Deshaun Watson. We'll get B-Way's boy back. You know, hey, I I think he's only get about six games, so we're good. All right, all guys. Right. So we're gonna wrap it up. We'll be back in about a month. We're not that far away. Football's almost here, guys. Almost, almost here. Almost, almost there. there. Right, can't wait. Thank you for listening. Uh, Check our stuff out. Uh, We'll have something in about a month from now with the Big Ten Podcast.